0: So like, I'm not the speaker, I'm about to throw to the speaker, maybe another time, it's all good. Um, But as a way of doing that, I'm just going to share a really cool piece of good, good news. Um, Who doesn't love the Wiggles? Yeah, and everyone's like, hallelujah. Um, Well, I just heard... Uh, Little Bird told me that all the Wiggles, the original ones, the good ones, um, are actually coming back. And, like, they're not just coming back, but they're, like, doing a tour, they're releasing a debut album, and, like, uh, you know, they're signing autographs, and it's going to be awesome. I, for one, am definitely going to go to the concert. Okay. okay, just out of curiosity, who believed me? Because, like, that, 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 I know I dream about it, but it's actually not going to happen, unfortunately. Oh, rest in pieces. Anyway, with that piece of... Uh, Fake news, I give to you, Cindy Hart. Wow. Wow. Fake news, fake news. That's interesting. We get it all the time. Do we believe it? Mostly we do. Because we really don't know how to differentiate between truth and lies. So I've been invited to talk about can I trust the Bible? Can you trust the Bible? Who really cares whether you can or not? Put up your hand if you don't really know whether you can, but you feel as though you should say, yes, I do. <laughs> Most, isn't it? Don't know whether I really can. Well, here's a trust game. You've got to play this game with me, okay? You've got to play it. When I, You've got two options. For one option you stand up and the other you sit down. You can't do anything else except stand or sit. If you lie down, you're out of the game. (laughs) So, this is called a trust game. What do you trust most? Aeroplane, stand up, or a boat? Aeroplanes, boats. So, about evens, sit down. What do you trust most out of a train... Not a Tasmanian train. A train or a car. Train stand. Car sit. Oh. Cars win. What do you trust most? Sit down. A parachute or a lifeboat? Parachute stand. Lifeboat sit. Parachutes. Lifeboats. Lifeboats. All of you are sitting in a lifeboat, so I hate to tell you, it's it's the only option. Can't get out of here unless you get in a parachute or a lifeboat. Okay, what do you trust most out of the tax office or a bank? Tax office stand up, banks sit down. (laughs) Tax officers, Banks? Oh, you all trust the bank? Well, what are you doing sitting down? You have to choose, sorry, I'll do it again, tax office, banks, banks win, okay, who do you trust most, Malcolm Turnbull, stand up, or Donald Trump, okay, have a seat, now this is the last one, who do you trust the most out of Malcolm Turnbull, stand up, or Steve fitz sit down.
1: <laughs> oh!
0: See him, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I once had a, a student called Christine. And Christine had a scar, a great big scar down here. And one day I said to her, Christine, how did you get that scar? And she said, I was out as a very small child on a swing. And my father said to me, he was pushing me and pushing me, and he said, Jump! And so I did. And he stepped out of the way. And he said to me, Christine, don't ever trust anyone. That's a father to a daughter. Isn't that sad? She had the scar. And this girl, Christine, had great issues trusting until she came to know Jesus. So can I trust the Bible? I think I've got a um, whiteboard here. Can you see it if I write here? Because I've got a few... I think I've got a mic. I don't need this door. Because I need my hands. Can I give you that? I don't need that. So what happens if we believe a lie? Now, I just wish we'd had Pinocchio noses. You know the Pinocchio story? When he told a lie, his nose grew. If he was telling the truth, it was short. A lie used to be pretty easy to work out if we went to the sources. But these days, a lie's are actually dressed up as opinions, OK? Opinions, you know what opinion is? My opinion is that... I'm causing great disturbance here, and that's yours too. My opinion is that blue shirt that Andrew Fair has on is green. Okay? See? Now, if there was a really charismatic, intelligent, wonderful speaker who could write it in song and do it in dance and with all the lights, he'd probably end up going out of here believing it. True? He could persuade us that we didn't know blue or green anymore. Opinions couched up in pretty beautiful language to present as a truth. And unfortunately, true opinions are portrayed as truths. so it's very easy to go from lie to opinion to truth or fact. Now tell me, is this a fact or an opinion? Andrew Fair's a handsome man. <laughs> it's an opinion. His wife would agree with it. I don't have to agree with it. (laughs) Andrew Fair is a doctor of medicine. True or false? Fact. Fact. Can you prove that? What evidence have you got to prove that you're a medical doctor? Certificates of my qualifications. He must be. Are they frauds? Because anyone can get a certificate now off the internet. (laughs) True? True? But we have enough evidence that we could go back to the university that he says that he got the certificate and we could find that he actually had it. We could prove that it's a fact. Facts are provable. Opinions aren't. And that's the problem in our world today. We believe opinions, even our own opinions, more than the facts. And that's how I want to start talking about the Bible. Who really cares today whether this is trustworthy? Because not many people read it, not many people follow it. Not many people own one, and yet it's the bestseller. Every year except one year, it's always been the bestseller. Do you know what outdid it one year? A Harry Potter book. One year only. It's always been a bestseller. So something that's a bestseller and been translated in many, 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 many languages must have something going for it. But I want to give you a little um, trip down how we can look at evidence. And there's three tests that we usually give for evidence. Three tests. We know that the Wiggles aren't going to get together. That's in his imagination. We can prove the fact that Andrew is a medical doctor. We can't prove that he's handsome, but we can prove He's a medical doctor. Three tests. And they are what we first of all call the honesty test. Is it a lie? How well is it? um, What are the claims? Can we test the claims? The honesty test. The Pinocchio test. The next is what we call the telephone test. Have you ever played Chinese whispers? You know, where someone gives a fact and it goes through a whole lot of people? and we see whether the thing spoken at the beginning is the same at the end, well, the more people you have over the longer period of time, the less likely that is to be the same as the beginning. That's called the telephone test. And the last test is the corroboration test. Is there outside evidence that supports what we're saying? Remember I said um, Andrew could get his certificate but even the internet can do that, and good copiers can do that. Ask any fraud person with their, make counterfeit money or passports. But you can go back and back and back and find the evidence. So there are three tests I want to talk about pretty quickly. And first of all, I've got to talk about what does the Bible actually claim? Incidentally, do you know what the word Bible means? Bible? It means book. It's just the Greek word for book books. It's made up of 66 different books, a lot of order, authors over a period of about 1,500 years. And so we have actually changed the word book, use the word book and call it Bible. It comes in many shapes and usually these days on smartphones and iPads, etc. But it, it is a book and it's claimed that it's a book that is inspired by God. That means that God, who created us, inspired men and women to write down their stories in prose, narrative, poetry, song, parable, letter, just to name a few. Prophecy, and even this one, if you've never heard it, apocalyptic, a whole lot of different kinds of styles of language. So reading it, does take a little bit of understanding the type of language that is used because I don't read a poem or sing a song the same as I read a genealogy. Although it would be helpful if they were put to songs. We might get through them a little bit. So what does the Bible claim? And I've got some verses of scripture that I just want to go through pretty quickly. Luke was a doctor. He uh, was around not as a disciple, not as an apostle, but as an onlooker, as a convert, as someone who came to know Jesus. And Luke wrote this when he was writing his gospel. I don't know if you can read it. Many people have set out to write accounts. There's hundreds of different accounts that were tried to be written. written. We've got four that we believe to be inspired by God that we use today. Many people have done it about the events that have been fulfilled among us. They use the eyewitness reports. You know what an eyewitness is? I saw it. (laughs) Eyewitness. Circulating among us from the early disciples, having carefully investigated everything from the beginning. I also have decided to write an accurate account for you, most honourable Theophilus, so you can be certain of the truth and everything you're taught. I want to be certain that it's true. I want to be certain that it's reliable. And so that's pretty important. Then John wrote this. One John, he wrote this. We are talking to you about the one who existed from the beginning, whom we've heard and seen and saw him with our own eyes and actually touched him. He's the one that we're writing about. Peter writes this, he actually writes, for we are not making up clever stories when we told you about the powerful coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We saw, now listen what he saw, his majestic splendor. We saw stuff that made us know that he was different. We saw him with our own eyes. Another verse there that says, above all you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own imagination or interpretation. For prophecy has not its origin in the human will, but, prof th- but prophets through the human spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Now it says they were human. And yes, there are mistakes. Guess what kind of mistakes they are? they're spelling mistakes mainly and grammatical mistakes and word order because what happened, here is the startling truth, we do not have an original of the Old Testament. Remember I said it's lots of different books And it took a while for them to be put all together. So we don't have an original. What we have are copies. And when people copy, they can copy the word order incorrectly. So sometimes you've got something like, Jesus Christ our Saviour, or our Saviour Jesus, or Christ Jesus our Saviour. Three different ways to say the same thing. And then there's 70% of them are spelling mistakes. Now right at the end, there is slide that has a typo I found a typing error once in the new international version I used to teach Bible at a Bible college and I was reading it one day and I found a mistake it had a repetition In uh, Romans 12, where it said practice hospitality, it repeated it, it said it twice. And I thought, God, you're getting through to us today because we really do need it. And there are a few places in the Psalms, actually, where there might have been some repetitions. Nothing there in the copying of the scriptures that is different from the harmonious picture of what all the authors were trying to say. So that's the claim test. Holy men, ordinary humans, inspired by God. Well, let's have a look to see if their claims stand up to some other evidence. We also read from Luke that there's some historical and geographical data. Now, in, this one, two verses, in these two verses, there's a lot of history and a lot of geography. And every one of these people are real people, and every place is a real place. Uh, let's see, it says this... Let me see if I can find it on here. It was the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius, the Roman emperor. Pontius Pilate was the governor over Judea. Herod Antipas was ruler over Galilee. His brother Philip was ruler over Atera and Trachonitis. Licinius was ruler over Abilene and Ananias and Cephas were the high priests. Now, if you were reading that and didn't know your history, you'd say, how can you have two high priests? Because you're only supposed to have one but there was such a disaster in Jewish history, so much fighting and turmoil, that at one period in their history, they had two high priests, and it's written here. And every one of those details can be verified, historically and geographically. But one of the most important reasons why we know that what they're writing is truth is what we call the criterion of embarrassment. Did you know, in Japanese history, World War II was not taught. 2013, they had to do something about it, and there were about five pages of stuff that they did, but no detail about their failure. No detail about the fact that they did not win the war. It was too embarrassing. That's a modern nation. So when people are telling the truth, or honest people, talk about the awkward moments in their lives. Okay, I was out at a farm the other day and I fell over in the mud. You should have seen me. That was awkward and I decided to tell the truth about that because I hate others telling it before I do. <laughs> <laughs> I looked a mess. Now here's some embarrassing details. At one stage, Jesus actually said to Peter, Satan, get behind me. He to record that. Jesus called him a bad name, Satan. And recorded right there in Gethsemane, Jesus told his disciples, the great big heroes who were going to be the church leaders, stay awake. What happened? They went to sleep. He said it three times. And three times the embarrassing, awkward moment is recorded. They went to sleep on the job. Now, no night watchman is going to tell you they went to sleep. True. That's another verifiable thing, but here's another one. When the um, enemy, when when the Roman soldiers actually came and the Jewish Sanhedrin came into the Garden of Gethsemane, they all ran away, (laughs) a whole lot of them. Jesus follows at a distance and maybe one of the others. And then Jesus denies that even, I'm sorry, Peter Denies that he even knows Jesus to a young child, a young girl at one stage. And then he went off and cried out his eyes. Grown men don't cry. (laughs) You don't write that you cried. And every other disciple just went and hid. Now that is embarrassing and awkward and that's just a few. They talked about, fought about, argued in front of Jesus and it's all there recorded. Truth records fact as it is. The good moments and the awkward moments. The Bible passed that test. One other test there, what did it cost them? Now remember, before Jesus' resurrection, they ran away. Jesus denied, uh, Peter denied Jesus. They went, hidey, hidey, come and find me. But after the resurrection, after Jesus has ascended back to the Father, every one of those disciples was prepared to die for the faith. What did it cost them? Most of them we know traditionally or from the scriptures that they died horrible deaths. They were stoned, beheaded, burnt, hung. They're awful, awful deaths. So when you compare before and after something happened, in their lives. It cost them their lives. So there's a few other things about the honesty test. The next test is the telephone test. Very quickly, telephone test. Two things here. I'm looking at the distance in time from when the original was written to when the first copies started to come out. Now, the truth would be the shorter the distance, the more accurate the copy. Is that right? Because there's eyewitnesses still around, and they say, that didn't happen. Correct it. <laughs> So there's still eyewitnesses there that could do it. And so I've got to get notes for this because this is a little bit more detail. It says here the time gap. There's a guy called Pilney the Younger. He was considered a good historian and writer. And they take a lot of what he says to be truth about the times. But the document, the copy that we have is 750 years after death and that's the evidence for what he says. How long? 750 years, it's a bit longer than all of us put together, okay? 750 years. There's uh, a reference to Caesar. Now most people believe Caesar lived, no problem, no problem. The details about his life is a thousand years after his death, but we don't have trouble believing that he was alive. Plato, 1200 years. Alexander the Great, three, thirty three and all that, conquered the world. The evidence is 400 years. But we believe these things. The evidence of Jesus, that he really lived, first copies 40 years after his death. Now that's close. Okay, so he passed the time gap more than anyone else. And then there's the numbers of manuscript. That's the next part with Chinese whispers. How many, how many to verify the accuracy? So here, the more manuscripts, the better. Would that be right? The more copies, the better, the more manuscripts. Bearing in mind, manuscripts were written in Greek, Latin, and quite a few other languages, because they were written for the people so that they could actually understand it. And so here we have the numbers game. Caesar's autobiography, there's 10 manuscripts. Plato, seven. The Iliad, which is probably known to be the oldest manuscript alive, oldest manuscript alive, that we have, the oldest manuscript that we have, was found in 1,000 years. There's 640 copies. The first copy came out in the 10th century AD and they put it through a whole lot of tests and decided that it was written in 740 BC. They put it through all the tests and they decided that. Now, that's the old, considered to be the oldest manuscript that we have, and there's just 643 copies. How many manuscripts of the Bible do you think there would be? Anyone like to take a guess? Let's just see, a thousand? Anyone think there's a thousand? Less? Put your hand up if you think there's less than a thousand manuscripts. More than two thousand? More than three thousand? Keep your hands up. Three? Four? Ten? More than ten thousand? More than twenty thousand? What's happened to the believers? (laughs) There are twenty four thousand six hundred and thirty three manuscripts and they're still. Finding them. How about that? So overwhelming is the are the amount of uh, manuscripts and the time gap that was there. So it passes that test. One more test: Is there evidence outside of scriptures, outside of the stuff, outside of the manuscripts, that the Bible actually is true? The corroboration test. We call this corroboration outside evidence. Do other historical documents support it? Archaeology? doesn't prove it, but it confirms it. Every place name is not made up. I don't know if you know about the Book of Mormon, but there's a guy called Joseph Smith who had a dream, a vision, and he was told to go to this cave, and a special archangel Marconi came and told him there were gold tablets, and he had to get them and read them. And this happened about 1700, and he did this. No one can ever find the cave that he mentioned. Never been found okay? And yet yeah, he's got thousands of followers, millions of followers. Jesus, every place name, geographical name, person's name is verifiable. The same test that you put the Iliad through, put the Bible through, it is consistent and proved with the name, the geography, and the history. That's great. Outside manuscripts, there's nine non-Christian sources within 150 years of the scriptures. Of the life of, of the death of Jesus nine non-christian sources within 150 years 43 other sorry 33 other Christian sources that quote and talk about Jesus what about other manuscripts for other things I think that the highest is Caesar four T- sorry 10 10 references of his existence within 150 years of his death. So here we have again the New Testament four times as many as anyone else. So we actually say that the Bible is accurate, the Bible is reliable, it is trustworthy. So what is the issue? What's the big issue? 24,000 copies compared to 10. What's the issue? The issue is what its claim, its claim is about Jesus who was God who came to this earth and he died for you and me. The issue is about miracles. The issue is about a God who could love. The issue is about a God who cares. The issue is about a God who created you. The issue is about your destiny. Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? Is there a future? This is the truth. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the life. I am truth. No one else has ever claimed that. And the Bible bears witness and talks about this true one, Jesus. The Old Testament points to it. The New Testament is about him. The issue is Jesus. The issue is what are you going to do? Are you going to believe the lie that says he was a good man? Are you going to have an opinion? Oh, yeah, he existed. Or are you going to go to the truth? Jesus said, I am truth. So the issue is not about, can I trust the Bible? The issue is, can I put my trust in God? Can I trust the one of whom this book speaks? Because this is his letter. This is his love letter. This is his record. This is the record of people who put their trust in God. This is a record of people who did not put their trust in God. This is about who our God is, what he values, what he wants from your life. The issue is, what are you going to do with Jesus? In whom are you going to put your trust? Let me pray. Thank you, Lord, that you are the way You are the truth. You are life. Thank you that you've given us written evidence of your reality and existence. Thank you that you call us to truth. Not lies, not opinions, but truth. There's evidence, Lord. There's history. There's people who've lost their lives to give us the word of God. So what if we do not put our trust in you? Help us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember when you did Alpha? You had little discussion groups after you went to tables and you had a talk? What are we going to do there? We're going to continue there. And here's some questions for you on the screen. You can choose one, you can choose two, you can choose three. There'll be people at the table. Or you can come and have a chat to me if you've still got questions, that's fine. Or the learned doctor here who's got certificates to prove he's a doctor. Uh, you can talk to some of us if, you, if it's really niggling at you, but talk down there. And here's three questions. What is the difference between fact and Get that one straight, okay? Fact and opinion, because we hear people's opinions all the time and we think they're facts. What is The next question is, what hinders people from trusting God despite evidence of the Bible's trustworthiness? What stopped us? We should be fighters for the truth. We should be promoting the truth instead of hiding behind it. Okay, next question. What is the role of faith in life with God without God. It takes faith to live with God or without God. Choose a question, choose three, or have another question. There's food. So Amanda's going to bring around food. And you can get in small groups where you can go to the table. God bless you. Fight for the truth. Amen.